Good evening, Chad Pennell. How are things with you? I am doing well. On this, the July 4th weekend. Eve. When, oh, oh my God, have you left out your uh, your stockings for <laughs> Captain America to fill? For St. George Washington. For, for Uncle Sam. To come fill them with To <laughs> kick down propaganda. your door with <laughs> AK-47. <laughs> Ooh, I brought you some fucking bullets. <laughs> Here's some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He, sh- he rips up my head and shoves a bald eagle into it. Ah, and... oh, it's so magical. Yeah, it's good. The kids love it. They do. It's it's a magical holiday. Um, yeah. It's easily the, the favorite amongst the children in the neighborhood. I love that uh, I'm really enjoying all of this shit that's going on that's like, hey, so we know that you want to celebrate, but... Everything's going to catch fire if you light a single firework anywhere in the United States. Could you please not do that? And everybody's like, look at my garage full of fucking explosive shit. Yeah, or you can be in downtown L.A. where the police seize your fireworks, take it three blocks away, and then blow up half a city block with fireworks. (laughs) I'm just going to say this. I feel like the L.A. police may not be the greatest. It's hilarious. It feels a little controversial to say. Regardless of your stance on defund the police, if someone brought that up being like, I don't think we should give them this much money because they can't even transport a fucking truck full of firecrackers down the road without blowing up half the city. I don't know. There's nothing more American than the police blowing up a city block with fireworks. What is that from that Simpsons? Uh, what better way to celebrate the birth of your country than by blowing up a small chunk of it? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, shit. So, Chad. Yes, I'm here. Let me tell you something. Tell me all about it. Um, if anybody cares, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, we're in full recuperation mode Recoup- over here. This is like one of the best weeks we've had in forever. Fantastic. It was really good. And as such, I'm going to be punchy as hell tonight. So That's I apologize. Okay. I have been here since 10 and I am now here until 10. So. But uh, it's, it's eight o'clock at night, just or actually a little bit later. Well, we're going to be here for two hours because we've got a lot to discuss. Because David was here fucking around. He was fucking around. Telling us how great COVID was and how much he loved the Delta variant. And <laughs> he was pretty excited. He's about very it. pro COVID. Yeah. Not just not just not anti-vaccine, but actually pro the disease itself, yeah, which is our rare yeah, stance. It's very. It's it's really it's sad. Yeah. I don't. I he's don't really he's fair. pushing for more variants, which I was, uh, you know, alarmed. Well, you to know, say the least. Of course. Chad, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Uh, a couple things. Okay. Uh, one, I saw I saw my current favorite, Mr. Daniel Warren, was in the store. Yes, he was. How was that? Oh, it was delightful. Creator of uh, currently working on Beta Ray mm. Bill for Marvel Comics. Yeah, he signed all our copies of Beta Ray Bill. Did he? That's very nice. That's very nice of him. I told him he didn't need to because he was on vacation. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll ruin these things for you. And, and he like, said, whatever, man. And he grabbed a guitar and shredded for a while. Yeah, that was what we talked about. Yeah. We uh, we were both uh, talking about our guitar setups was like what we talked about while he was here. Yeah. I was very excited to, to like, at first I was like, hey, man, you're doing a great job on these books and I love I love what you're doing. However, I really want to talk to you about the new quad cortex. <laughs> Dude, do I should I pull the trigger on this thing? It's really fucking expensive, mm-hmm. but it looks really amazing. And he's like, "Oh my god, the thing looks so good. Let me tell you about this thing that I'm running through." And we just talked about like stupid guitar tech stuff that I don't normally talk about, but I was 
I don't know. Yeah. It was exciting. And people came in. They're like, can I buy comic books? And you no. both palm face them and shut yeah. them down. You're like, get out of here, nerds. Get out of here, nerds. We're talking about <laughs> guitars <laughs> like fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> like rock stars, baby. Mm, Look out. No, like total nerds. Um, yeah. It was cool. I I like that dude. He bought a lot of stuff. He bought uh, the Star Jammers collection. The IDW really full. I mean, it's all Walt Simonson. Oh it's yeah, fucking that, amazing. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. Cool. And uh, yeah, that was nice. And also the Danhausen as well. That's he's another. returning. He's returning to Coast City, making a triumphant return to Coast City. Yeah, bigger uh, than ever. No, no shit. Fresh off his Conan interview, comes fresh, sliding back in here. Fresh off his takeover of the entire world. Yeah, I mean it. He'll also be wrestling, but whatever. But nobody cares <laughs> about him wrestling. They just want to see him in trunks. Is it? Is that part of it? What? That's all I can think. Is it just that he's hot? Is that his deal? I mean, he's an attractive man. For he is. Sure. He is I obviously mean, a very does, attractive dude. Does it hurt? No. It's no. Obviously, it does, <laughs> it does not. not hurt. In the same way, like, did it hurt Elvira? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Her yeah. career, like. <laughs> No one would talk to her. She was too attractive. <laughs> if she had been a meatpacking worker from Chicago, she would have sold so many more tickets. Yeah, she'd yeah, be a just, Joe Bob, whatever the fuck that guy is. Man, people do love Joe Bob. I know. So, But they love Elvira more. That's the truth. And they love that Danhausen. They love that fucking Danhausen. I, I like the idea that every when you when he comes here, you keep doing sightings of him because I imagine it may possibly piss off the rest of the locker room. Oh, I think it does, yeah. At the idea of being like, well, how come Danhausen gets the fuck? Mm. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, why? Because he looks like so. That man looks like something <laughs> that would be sold here. That's right. why. And that's the other part is that uh, the last time he did a signing here, uh, we the last time we had an event with him. Yeah, we had like three hours to promote it. Yeah, it was like nothing. It was it was ridiculous, but it was really fun anyway. And uh, and we dragged out that backdrop from the uh, Friday the Thirteenth yep. uh, autograph and photo session yep. that we did with the for first the Polaroids. Yes, for yeah. the guy that played Jason in the first movie. And uh, I have a bunch of Polaroid cameras now. If you want, God damn if you it. need one, those were so disastrous. But they definitely had a look to them. Like those photos had a look that was kind of mm-hmm. fun. So I enjoyed that. At I've least. got. I've got some good ones that are better than other ones, but cool. Well, maybe we'll try it again. I've got a business edition too, if you're interested. <laughs> Ooh, a business edition. They're so, they're so fucking random. I don't understand. Yeah, I, if I'm gonna do it, I'll probably do it with a real, like, brand new Polaroid. Oh, I see. Which they actually have now. Oh, I know. I'm familiar. They're very expensive, though. Are they really? Yeah, Ugh. they're like 150 bucks for a new one. That's, I mean, for a camera, that doesn't seem that expensive. For a Polaroid, it does. <laughs> That's true, because the original ones were just little crappy plastic boxes that felt like you could throw them away after one use. Yeah, because uh, I've gotten into a lot of cameras lately, and I have looked at them, and I've been thinking about because I actually... Ugh, I'm such an asshole, because I got the... Um, what an asshole. No, I got the old fold-up SX-70 one. Are you familiar with those? Yeah, the land camera. Yeah, like the ones that you kind of pop up like this, yeah, and they got like, a little the accordion. Nice, oh, yeah, beautiful, great. Yeah. Um, if they have a single pin prick in them, they'll get full of dust and be destroyed. Yeah, I'm not wild about it, to be honest, because like, they kept being like, this is the one you want, because you can actually focus it, and it's better. And granted, that's true. You do get that, but I find it's also still very touch and go. Oh, yeah. They like, you can are. get it in focus in the mirrors, and you got it all lined up, and you're like, this is perfect. And then you take the shot, and it comes out, and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah. it's like... Yep. 
<laughs> it's very frustrating. So agree. Uh, I don't know. You could just probably get the Insta X line from <laughs> Fuji, and I hear they come out way better. Yeah, I'm sure. And they're cheaper. So. Yep. Or we could just have people take photos of their fucking phones, like it's you know, like it's 2021, like it's 2021, baby, like that, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, Mr. Mr. Dan Housen will be here at the end of the month, and that's very exciting. Yes, that is a thing. And if you are if you are excited about that, then uh, you can pre-order a a meet and greet package from oh, the website. Very nice. Basically, what we're doing is. Uh, you you pay ahead of time. You pay twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be printing a special like punk rock patch. I don't. I haven't decided what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But some sort of you know punk rock parody of Dan's ha- with Danhausen in it. So okay. I haven't I haven't chosen one yet, but <laughs> but the time is coming. But it's not gonna be the fucking misfits. So just don't worry about that. I'm not okay. I'm not pulling that hack shit anymore. Okay. All he wanted was a Pepsi Housen. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God, a suicidal would be. Oh, actually, I could do a join the army one. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the that is the plan. I'm excited about that. So you get the patch and you get the comic book, which is. Commanders in Crisis, right. number 10, cover D, which is the D for Danhausen. And again, what the fuck, Steve Orlando? He has nothing to is do with... Is he in the book? No, of okay. course not. <laughs> Why would he be in the book? Fucking Danhausen. How does he pull this off? I, uh, I agree. I mean, I offered to write him a fucking comic for nothing. So that's I, true. I think I'm an idiot. So I, was just, like, I mean, it's People true. just want to give him stuff. And I just realized that I offered to give him something for nothing, too. Mm-hmm. He was. I was like, you should do a book. I would totally write that. That would be fun. I already gave him something for nothing. I was like, what, what the fuck am I thinking? Why would I write your book for free? I already did. Yeah, you did. I did. I already did it. He did. You did, did a. You did a really great design. Did I? Yes. Oh, okay, good. And you did a, a really shitty one. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm we not going to tell you which one's which. We don't speak which. of that one. Yeah, actually, that design is currently on a onesie for uh, John Moxley's baby. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Dean Ambrose in WWE. Okay, sure. John Moxley now. He's All right. very famous. <laughs> uh, is he Robin of Loxley? Is yes, that who you're he's talking Robin about? of Loxley. Okay. He is the true king of England. And Got it. he's a great archer. <laughs> and he speaks with a British accent some of the time. Yes. <laughs> Just like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. Uh, or if you're watching the uh, Mel Brooks one where he says, I'm a Robin Hood that can actually speak with a British accent. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Personally, taking a dump on Kevin Costner in a Mel How Brooks movie. How dare you? You son of a bitch. Um, speaking of my shirts, actually, a friend of mine from work came in and he messaged me after he bought it and said, did you draw that Hamburglar t-shirt? <laughs> And I said, yes. Did you draw that hamburger? And he t-shirt. said, I was looking around and I saw that one and I went, this is the one Chad did. <laughs> He's going to tie dye it, is That's what he told awesome. me. Oh, you know, do you think I should start tie dyeing shirts? Tie dye is very in right now. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. Because I know, like, oh, and speaking of, oh, shit, that's right. Titty Bats is coming to visit soon, too. That's true. I saw that. I was very excited about that. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I haven't seen him before. I've, we've never met in real life. <laughs> I like that this makes sense to both of us. Yeah. But this, you're like, well, Dan Housen's coming at the know, end of the month, and then Dan Titty Bats will be showing up as well. We got all over. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I, I love that then my the life is... Then the fruit will be here after that. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy that I've somehow surrounded myself with people who are living cartoon characters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely you have you are <laughs> you literally are sa- this is a saturday morning cartoon show every yeah, day it, it is i love it 
It makes me happy. <laughs> it's funny because I have been working like super long hours, like really like crazy person hours, like yeah. 65, 70 hours a week. And now that we're back to our normal, our normal stuff mm-hmm. and it's been making my brain kind of freeze up a little bit. Like when I'm on podcasts and things, I've been yeah. a little worse than usual. Yeah. You're waiting but for updates to load. And... Sure. Yeah. Um, but with the chip that's been installed in you with the vaccine. Yeah, of course. But man, I don't hate it because I like this fucking job, you know, yeah. like it's, it's nice to work doing something that you like, because even though sometimes I have to do so much of it that it leaves me mentally like just flatlined it's <laughs> a puddle of goo on the floor kind of a puddle of goo yeah it, it's still awesome i mean yesterday i bought a collection of of bronze age books from somebody like a long box and a half of bronze age i paid him way too much for it mm-hmm. and uh and i've just been going through it and pricing it and putting it in the bins and it's been a fucking blast nice it's like it's all really fun stuff that i like there's a complete run of the Godzilla comic from the 70s and like nice. Micronauts and all that kind of shit. Yeah, so yeah. I was really stoked on it. Yeah. You know what I did on Father's Day? I went to the uh, the Arundel Flea Market. Ooh, that's a blast. Yeah. It wasn't oh, for come me. Come on, really? It, no, it was I didn't find anything I wanted. Uh, my wife did. My wife got like all the costume jewelry she could have wanted. Like she got some <laughs> she got some really fun stuff, like very fun stuff. Nice. Like giant big plastic hoop earrings that were uh, pink and white striped. Ooh, oh shit. You know, like straight Kelly Kapowski yeah, type. Yeah. You know, nice. and I was just like, Oh, those are sick and she's like, Yeah, I know, they were like ten cents. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> Because I've got the Hunter virus on them. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. We'll dip them in whatever. Um you know, my kids got some toys. I walked around, I didn't find anything and I hated it too because i kept seeing like boxes of comics and like part of me is like oh, i don't want to do this nope and i started going through one and this guy just came up he's like oh man there's some good stuff in there and i was like they oh. always do i was like yeah yeah and he goes you got a superman spider-man you got some good characters in there you know what i'm saying <laughs> i was like yeah i know i know and he just kept going and yeah, going and going. Yeah, he's like, yeah. so is there anything that's catching your eye? And I went, I'm going to be real with you. No. Um, no. <laughs> just like, nothing. I was like, please, for the love of God, stop talking to me. Like, I just. Uh, I know. It, that That is the part that bums me out. It's the like, only thing I enjoyed about it was that it he had rough. some he had some stuff just like he had like Sectars comics in there and nice. stuff like that. And I was thinking about getting those. Nice. Because I was like, oh, you got like a lot of the toy stuff. Yeah. From the 80s. That is cool. And you had some amalgam and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. You know, like he did. And, you know, and, but I was just getting so annoyed that he was... Was he, he didn't, asking real money for them, or was it a dollar box? They were like two bucks each. Nice. You know, and like they weren't outrageously priced, but I was still just like, Jesus Christ, can you just stop fucking talking to me while I'm going through this? <laughs> I, I, you're I trying to through. sell me, I get, but I don't know. I can't sometimes. It was weird because I've never... Like, I never see anything at those at those flea markets that I want to purchase as a, a like, as a retailer. Yeah. You know, like, I've never, like, aha, I'm using my amazing comic knowledge to earn money for myself by seeing a diamond in the rough in this person's box. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I went with my friend Aaron. He was in town for a while. We went because he wanted to go check out records. And I was like, okay, fine. We'll wander around this oh, yeah. thing. Records bummed me out there, too. Oh, yeah. Records bummed me out there, too. But uh, yeah. but he was, like, thumbing through records. So it was taking forever. So I wound up, like, going through this stuff. And it was like somebody had a pile of stuff that was a dollar. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll look through all this stuff. And I found a first appearance of Talia al Ghul. <laughs> I was like, 
this stuff is a buck. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that one. <laughs> I know there was a box. Um, someone had a box of um, Dark Horse Star Wars books too, and I really, Ooh. I should have just bought it. Yeah, you should have. I know. I saw it, and I was just like, but my, you know, when you're going there too, and your kids are pulling you around, you're just like, well, I, I don't know. It could be kind of cool. I probably should go through that. Tristan was telling me this is a good oh, thing yeah. to take a look at. <laughs> it's right now. It's insanity. I know. Every dumb character is now a jillion dollars. I know. I should have. It's so stupid. If somebody's got a Darth in their name and they appeared at some point <laughs> in that dumb series, if someone's a Garth from uh, Wayne's World in a Star Wars book. Scoop it up. It's like, oh, here's Darth Marenghi. Okay, well, it was yeah, uh, yeah. it was in the table near the playground. <laughs> so if you feel like swinging back there, it's probably I in the don't. same spot. Okay. No. I have I have way too many comics to go through. I, it's funny because I'm now realizing, like, I went on this big CGC trip where I'm like, okay, I got to send everything to CGC. Yeah. And CGC is six months behind because they moved locations and had to do all this shit. Yeah. And then there's just, like, a massive glut of stuff coming in, which also is an indicator that we might be on the precipice of a, a you know, a bubble burst. Yeah, we've been saying that for a while, though. True, but I mean, like, th- these numbers are definitely crazy. Um, and yeah. even if it does burst, it might be one of those things where it bursts down 20% or something. But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think anything's ever going to be the complete No, I don't think it ever will. Industry. I don't think it ever you will actually, You mentioned something that I actually did want to talk about, and I got to I gotta find exactly what it was because I don't want to misquote myself. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say who responded to it and sounded like a complete old man. But oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Just kidding. Did I say something? No. <laughs> okay. No, no. I, I I get his point, but I I didn't agree with it. Um All, all right. right. So there was this dude on Twitter. Uh, star, you who see? is who is an artist. Here in we the go. Industry. We've already started at a point that is revealing the weakness of whatever argument he has. Okay. It is the fact that he was on Twitter in the first place. Okay, so here we go. He says first thing, the comic industry isn't dying. It's changing, yes. But even if the big two collapse, like me, people like me will still make comics. The data does seem to show us Western books are getting our butts kicked a bit by manga and young adult stuff. So how do we fix that? Okay. Okay. So I saw that. And as you can imagine, every reply is, get politics out of comic books and stop doing this and stop doing Whoa. that. And if you did this and things weren't so much money and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. If only, you know, if only everything was racist, we'd make more money as a comic industry. Is a yeah. fun response that I love hearing. You know, and then people have been like, young people don't can't handle stuff and blah, blah, you know, all this thing. Oh, like my that. God. And it was just funny because as the entire time I was going through it, people were just like, yeah, but people enjoy manga and like My Hero Academia. And they're just like, and then that guy would be like, yeah, but how do we get them to read our stuff? And okay. I just, I, I thought it was interesting because the, the two things that I think. And I didn't see this when I was mm-hmm. going through the replies. And granted, I didn't go through a fucking all 500 of them. Sure. Um, one, there is such a thing as generational ownership. Correct. And I feel like the big two are probably the most guilty of this, DC and Marvel. Yeah. And the fact that the same way that I didn't give a shit about ACDC growing up. Right. Right, right. Because it was old. Yep. In my eyes. I feel like the characters from Marvel and DC would be viewed as old. Right. And then when you have some Miles Morales, you know, (laughs) right. And, and I'll get to that in a second too. But, but when you get something like a, my hero academia, yes, that is brand new Mm -hmm. superhero related. Yep. Not what your parents read. 
Yeah. Not what your older brother read. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Because it is good. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I agree. You know, same reason why I listened to Nirvana. Why wouldn't right. I? Because exactly. it was brand new at the time. It wasn't hair metal. Yeah. It was grunge right at the time I was coming into like trying to figure out what music I liked. Yeah. And it was popular. And I was like, yes, here I am. I'm ready for that. You know, like, I'm t- t- let's right. do this. And another thing that there that the industry is struggling against is that there's an intermediate level of reader that is not obsessed with artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, 90, uh, this is going to, I'm sure someone's going to be very pissed off at this, but a lot of manga is very similar style. And I mean, that could be just that same thing that people say when they don't listen to jazz. Everything that's jazz sounds the same. Every death metal band sounds the same. Mm-hmm. All rappers sound the same. All country music sounds the same, whatever. You say those things because you aren't familiar with the genre. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm familiar enough with the genre to make the claim that a lot of manga is done in a style that is specifically done for speed because they need to get where an American comic artist can do a page a day and that is what's expected of them. A manga artist has to do 20 pages a day. Is that true? It's basically true. Yeah. Okay. They they have to do, I can't remember what their, what their output is, but it's massive. It's absolutely batshit crazy how, Mm -hmm. how fast they go. So that's why we have speed lines. True, but I mean, it's also it's also why we don't have noses. It's also why they don't have like there's a, there's a thing that they do because they had to. They were putting out these. So it's like, like animation, right? You're putting out yeah. uh, sixty to a hundred pages a week or something like that for okay. each of your your mangas, or at least back in the old days you were, and so people have to go fast. And also, you're learning, you're getting a lot of story mm-hmm. for ten bucks. Right. So what would take me? Let's say the average comic, if I if I spend a decent amount of time with it, takes me seven minutes to read through. Mm-hmm. You know, the average manga would take me a half hour to read through, mm-hmm. and it's basically twice as expensive. Now, on the on the topic of that, because this was my other point that I didn't really see people getting into, was, and we've talked about this before with music. Yeah, was that the overall value? Yes. Of anything creative has fallen through the fucking floor. So true. And to a point where it happened when you and I were used to pay $20 yes. for a CD yeah, yeah. to the point where we just pay $10 a month to stream everything now. But there are people who were born and have grown up at the point where you just pay to stream everything now. Yes. So the idea of coming in and paying in some cases, like I have $8 yeah. for a comic book. Yeah. It's is, crazy. Is insane to them. Yeah. And, they're partially right. They are partially right. You know, because sometimes I get like they charge a certain amount of money for a comic to pay the people that actually right can do it, and that's obviously the the tug and the the that's the tug of war with this whole thing. But to a generation that has grown up where so much media is cheap, yes, and then to say, well, now you have to pay a premium for this comic book, they're gonna go no, of course. But they're like, but you can pay. 10 to 15 dollars and you can get an entire fucking dogman treasury the a hardcover dogman book you know what is, i mean is it's 11 dollars like, yeah and you get a lot of content out of that the bone compendium is 40 dollars right that is two days of reading mm-hmm. that is like 16 hours of full-on like reading yeah and, you know, a Spider-Man trade will take you a half hour. 
Right. If that. Right. And then you couple that with it's the same to buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. It's not cheaper to buy it digitally. It's and just also, as much money. And also Marvel Unlimited exists. And Marvel Unlimited exists. So now they're just like, and then the idea that someone's just like, why are we, why are we not getting this audience? And I, I will say this as a person who is yeah. nearing forty, the pricing structure of comic books is geared towards someone who remembers what it was like to pay money <laughs> for a comic book. Yeah, you know, and you are, you are absolutely correct. And I feel like that's something that nobody in this, th- and maybe they did, but I don't feel like people wanted to say that. Right. In this, just being um, like, hey, the thing we're doing isn't sustainable. I think that's our fucking problem. Yeah. Is that you can pay, I don't know. I mean, there's manga subscriptions too that you can get online. Of course, yeah. You know, I don't know. But uh, so here's the thing is that uh, it seems to the outside that, that no one is doing anything and that there's no forward motion in the industry to remedy these things. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that they've done a bunch of stuff and they're actually doing things that are working. Um, a lot of the YADC titles are hitting the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, they just did a John Constantine run, right? <laughs> yes, that one's really amazing. <laughs> I love that. It's yeah. uh, it's Ryan North, and he's writing oh. a little John Constantine. Yeah, he does great stuff. He does. He's amazing. I love Dinosaur Comics. Yeah, Dinosaur Comics is incredible, and his stuff on Adventure Time was amazing, too, and Squirrel Girl. Yeah. So, yes, he's great. But, um, so... He's doing that, and there's a bunch of other people doing YA things. Mm-hmm. All of the Teen Titans books seem to be hitting the bestseller list. I don't know if it's rigged, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, so that that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's that's how they're doing it. And Marvel has started releasing uh, th- two to three trades worth of shit packaged in a slightly smaller, nearly manga-sized edition. Yeah, in full color. Okay. Instead of being manga, so instead of a black and white manga, you're getting a full color American comic for the same price that you'd pay for a manga. Okay. You're getting a 12.99 volume that is a hundred and change pages long. That's good. It's great and it's smart. And the things that they're releasing: Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, you know, Miles Morales. The things that are aimed at kids that are actually yep. going to hit this market and you know and kids are going to pay attention to them because some of their trades have been downright extortionate the new oh my god you know, like the a, new, when i saw like a collection of six issues go for 25 bucks i was like what the fuck you know like even when, I, as, a, as a person working in this store saying i need to sell this to a customer like there are times that i would see something like that and i would go god damn it dude what are you doing to me marvel when when uh the new x-men series came out when dawn of x i guess if you want to call it that uh powers and whatever yeah that thing came together as a 12 issue it was like six issues for each side right something like that so 12 issues total yeah it was a little confusing how they did it but yeah they were they were longer issues you know i think they were like 40 something pages so they they did that weird number one collection too right yeah that was dumb (laughs) but that trade came out and because they priced it per page instead of just being like, listen, we're going to take a little bit of a hit here. Mm-hmm. They said, no, fuck it. This trade paperback is $50. <laughs> you know, it was it was like 45 or something like that. And the the hardcover edition that came out first, I was like, oh, yeah, you could get this. You know, it's going to be like 50 bucks or $75. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And... 
I was like, I felt guilty. I sold that book to almost everybody that bought it for fifty dollars. Yeah, and I lost a shit ton. You know, I it's like, didn't congratulations. Lose money. You've put a paywall on your brand new property. Right, exactly. You have you have said, I only want people who make a hundred thousand dollars a year or more to purchase this book, or people who are obsessive fans. Yeah. And I guess there is a market for those people. I mean, someone's going to buy it. So this is the know? thing that I'm noticing in Portland because because we're we keep getting shit hap- like handed to us where they're like, okay, well, your property tax just went up. Well, your you know this just went up. This blah 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 blah. My rent goes up here constantly. It went it went up twice in the pandemic. You know, <laughs> fuck. During the pandemic, my my rent went up twice. Uh, I started getting charged a garbage fee you know, for the dumpster, like increase. Cause they were like, Oh, you know what? I think it's getting, we're taking it out too much. And it must be you with the consistent amount of trash that you take out every week and not the restaurant next door <laughs> yeah. that literally dumps a metric ton of trash into that fucking thing every day. Right. Yeah. It's definitely me. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. Well, you're not family. <laughs> That's, they're not family anymore either. Oh, they're not. They're total randos. The, oh, okay. Yeah, one's uh, one's brother-in-law is gone. So oh. yeah, that's that's a totally different well, group. Why don't you give one some fucking comic books and tell them? <laughs> you know, he's up, man. <laughs> he's up, man. Yeah, well, except for the fact that one is like literally the best landlord I've ever had. Yes, he he's the coolest guy. He's he called me a scary frog. I'll never did, forget he it. He did care, call you a scary frog. That's why it's in all my bios for every social media account that I have. It is once once described as the scary frog from Warren. <laughs> he's no one is takes care of this property so well and he takes care of us so well he's been so good about everything and uh in this world when we came from a a legit slumlord you know like our last place we had a slumlord and even uh, even without that as a comparison i would say that he did amazing things for us but like that comparison makes him like a fucking angel yeah um and yeah, it's he's, like he's been nothing but good to us. And sure. he spends so the the reason that rent keeps going up is because he keeps spending so much money upkeeping this property. Yeah. And like every time something goes on, he's like, oh, it rained really hard. We're going to have to reseal the foundation, do this so that nobody gets leaks and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's rebuilding the front of the children's uh, art studio next door. Oh, nice. You know, like it's a ten twenty thousand dollar project that he's putting into the yeah. to fix the face of that building. Like, He's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, and someday it, he'll cash in big time and then he'll be fine. Yeah. If he ever finds out what this property is worth, we're all doomed. <laughs> uh, I think he still thinks it's like a $300,000 building. <laughs> uh, but no, he does not. He knows what it's worth. Um, but yeah. So that's the thing is that like we keep getting more and more expenses, but we also keep getting more and more gentrified. So the more people come in that don't even want a receipt when they spend you know, like $300. Yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, honestly, okay. 300 is a, is a little bit of an exaggeration more like I'm surprised at the number of people who spent over a hundred dollars on stuff for their kids. Okay. That's not hard to do nowadays though. Well, I mean, for the same reasons that we're, we're talking about now, Mm -hmm. it's not that difficult, but it is, it, it shocks me, you know? And, because we have always been the poor people comic shop mm-hmm. that like it's we cultivated that, you know, we always have. We've always had a quarter bin. We always make sure that we have cheap toys. We always try to do like, yeah. 
you know, we don't want anyone to feel... Give discounts to kids, you know? Right, yeah. exactly. Like, if a kid's buying something, it's cheaper than if a fucking adult is buying it. It has always been the way that the stores run. Yeah. Um, and we just don't want to make it... A lot of real nice collector's items just ripped the pieces by children, and we just sat there going, yes, yes, child, make an adult cry. <laughs> yes, the adult that really wanted the crystal castle that we gave them. How much did they pay for that? Not much. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes, we definitely have done that before. Us just kicking the collectors right in the ass, even though they're the ones who give us the most <laughs> no. money. I do, I do love, I do love giving stuff away to kids, but you yeah. know, it's, but it's funny. It's, it's just, it's not the world that I expected that I would be in because yeah. I, like we have gone so far out of our way to try to not be the store for rich people. I mean, I thank God because we'd be out of business now. There's no fucking way that we'd survive without them right now mm-hmm. because our expenses have gone so high just just to exist here mm-hmm. it's like everything the cost of living period is going up but like we're about to look at like portland is raising property tax 77 percent. jesus that's that's the yikes 77 percent across the board how property. is that how is that justified how are they not going to be like run through with pitchforks i don't know the answer <laughs> yeah that's a great question that but is for for people increase. who have uh i think it's only for people who run apartment buildings oh, like for, so for they're just trying are, to drive the cost of rent up I, exactly it's like oh we're gonna penalize the 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 landlords and it's like no you're gonna penalize the fucking renters yeah they're not going to pay for it. No, they're going to pass it on. Right. That's what they do. That's what everyone has done forever. Yep. Not just landlords, but every business possible. And then they'll be like, well, we had to because someone yeah. decided they had to pay their fair share. So now the consumers have to pay for it. You know? <laughs> That's how it's always been. Yeah. It's it's scary because we have a we actually have a friend down the street from us who has who is also named Michelle. But she has always she has this building that she that she bought when rent was land was cheap as shit. Yeah. She bought it really early on and she has always like charged half of what the, the going rate for rent is. Yeah. Like she's been really cool to she's all She's doing like tenants. 600 bucks for a one bedroom or something. Yeah. It's been, yeah. it's been like under a thousand dollars for, to rent there. And when it's like two grand for every other place. Right. And so she's now looking at this thing and she's like I'm probably going to have to sell my building if that happens you know yeah. I can't afford that shit or I'm going to have to double rent for everybody and I don't want to be the person to do that mm-hmm. and so it sucks Portland is uh not great yeah see well, despite, what, despite what they think uh, yeah. <laughs> the, I mean they seem to think they're, it's they're great thinking it's great they're loving it uh, yeah I know they're doing a reassessment in my town too and I have no idea what that's gonna happen what's gonna happen there so Ugh. no clue they basically just said someone's gonna show up in my house eventually and like just snoop well you should <laughs> put some cars up on blocks uh, <laughs> some trash can fires I'm, I'm just gonna come out with my new bow and arrow and I'm just gonna be like <laughs> just, you best keep walking get off, get off my property <laughs> Or I'm going to sick my ha- attack hogs on you. <laughs> I think that you need to just sit out in front of your, out in front on a rocking chair with a shotgun gonna across your lap. I'm going to get a lifeguard's chair. Yep. And I'm just going to sit in my front yard with a bow and arrow. <laughs> going, best keep driving. You know. <laughs> Sir, you, you, we're dominoes. You asked me to come here. <laughs> I said, best keep driving. Okay. 
after you drop off that pizza. This is a contactless delivery. <laughs> I've already paid for it. <laughs> oh, my God. You better include plates and napkins, goddammit. I tipped 20%. <laughs> Fuck. And I'm bad with this bow and arrow, so I'm not going to hit you. <laughs> Man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do when Portland is unlivable? Live somewhere else? I mean, I already do. I don't want to commute into Portland. Well, sorry, bud. Ugh. They're not making it easy for you. Ugh. Oh, well. It's the way it is. Could be worse, I guess. Could be. I mean, it's only going to keep doing what I, I mean, said was going to happen years ago and is happening now. Your, your Biddeford's, your Westbrook's, your, yeah. all your other towns are just becoming places where people like to go and hang out instead. Yeah, but the thing is that everybody kept saying it's going to be Biddeford. It's going to be Biddeford. It's not. It's going to be Lewiston. I mean, Lewiston is the place where you can still buy a cheap, nice house. And it's also the place that's going to be the coolest place in, in Maine soon. I absolutely Eventually. believe that Lewiston is the future of, of Maine as it far will as be like one of them. I don't, I don't think, uh, I mean, Hips, I mean, Biddeford is now the youngest city in Maine per capita. It is, but I don't but. see it. What, what I'm not seeing in Biddeford mm-hmm. is I'm not seeing artists and people who are trying to change things. I see that people are moving out there because it's cheap and so it is, it's young. And so there are people who want nightclubs and blah, think, blah, blah. I think they got greedy. They sure did. I th- that's what happened. They realized people were moving out of Portland, and I think they got a little greedy. And now there's nothing to do there because no one can afford a business. Which sucks because they have that great downtown. Yeah. They have that great downtown street where, like that was mostly empty. I haven't been there in a it long time. It keeps being empty because their prices are the same as Portland well, for it, a town that be. doesn't have any money. <laughs> it fucking shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It sh- like I was like, this will be cool. I could expand and I could go out there and I'll get a place that's like super huge mm-hmm. and I'll get it for half the price I'm paying here. And, you know, it'll be like a, a warehouse for my yeah. stuff. And then I went there and they were charging, you know, Portland rent. They had a contest when I lived in Saco because they had like their downtown street. Their main drag was fucking deserted. Yes. Uh, they had like a Mexican restaurant and like a smoke shop. And I think that was pretty much it. So they yeah. had a competition where they had people write in their business ideas and then they would pick them and then they would choose what and they were going to give you a big fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. And they were going to help you get set up so they could try and revitalize that street. And I basically pitched a coast city. Yeah. And they picked everybody except mine. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, on paper, this doesn't look great. I know, but I just, I could, I was like, but also, you picked everybody else. But you also, picked, they picked the, they picked a reclaimed wood frame store. <laughs> they picked an artisanal biscuit restaurant, like all this, sh- like anything you could think of that is laughable. They picked, but my idea of a comic shop slash arcade was like fucking no way, pal. <laughs> There's no way that's gonna work. And I was I like, that. okay. Yep. No, it's the, it's, okay. So, you know, <laughs> sure, it's laughable, all of these other things. Yes. But I'll tell you one thing. If tell somebody me. fucking put an artisanal biscuit in front of me right now, I would be stoked. Because <laughs> I, I mean, haven't eaten, it. I haven't eaten dinner yet, and artisanal biscuit sounds fucking great. Give me, give me, a, give me a taste of this biscuit. Yeah. I want to see it. I mean, the one thing <laughs> that I actually like from, uh, from the bakery down the street is their jalapeno cheddar biscuit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, delicious. Remember how we were talking about how people should support their bakeries and like 
Yes. It'd be cool if there was just bakeries and butchers in each town. Yes. That would be nice. Sure would. Well, I put my money where my mouth was the other day and actually went to my local bakery. Holy shit. It's in the next town over. I'm like on the line between Gorham and Standish, so I yeah. get the double dip. But um, I, I did. I went to a Standish a bakery. Um, it was just called Sweet and Savory. Nice. And uh, I got focaccia. Mm. I got bagels. Nice. Uh, I got I got a loaf of bread. I can't remember what the, it was. It was a flavor, and I can't remember what it was, but it was fucking really good. Um, gum. Yes, it was. It was bubblelicious. <laughs> it was fruit by the foot bread, and um, was oh, I got some. I got a strawberry tart. Oh shit! And a Nutella tart. Damn. Like a Nutella dessert bar. See. And I paid eighteen dollars. Okay. For See? all of those things, and I was just like, oh. I, like he told me the price, and I went. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> like that? I I didn't say it out loud, but I definitely had that look on my face. Like, oh, okay. He must have forgot to ring something up. I don't. I looked at the receipt. Nope. No, it's it's all there. Damn. Son see, of a bitch. If that had been Portland, it would have been four hundred dollars. I know, and that's <laughs> honestly what I was expecting. I was like, oh boy, it's going to be a fifty dollar right. purchase. Of here comes the fucking couple, couple you know, loaves of bread. Like, here it comes. I mean, the average loaf of bread from a Portland bakery is like eight bucks. Yeah. And I and I was shocked because uh, over the summer my wife has been trying to introduce like themed days that give structure to the children yeah. so they don't go fucking crazy. Fair. And um, Friday has been food days where we get food that maybe they wouldn't try normally because they're children. Yes. So we try to get them to get to try something different. So I was just like, oh hey, you know what we're gonna do today for food day? We're gonna go to a bakery. And they're like, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know what a fucking bakery is. Stop acting dumb. Um, <laughs> what? Me? What? People make bread, Dad? No. Uh, <laughs> Sounds just like your kids. That's a, that's how they talk. They go, buh, 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 buh. They're always bullying you. <laughs> <laughs> they always shove me down and call me a dork. Give me pig belly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I took them there and they were just like, and I we went back home and I was like, all right, you're going to try focaccia. Like I gave them olive oil to dip it in. They tried Ooh. that and they were just like, you're like this is and my youngest who's like five is like it's not my favorite <laughs> but it is good your youngest is something i don't know what's going on with that your Her child accent? your child is possessed she has by... an accent she had a down east accent for a while which i do, i have no idea where it came <laughs> from because me and my wife do not speak that way at all we're both born and raised in southern maine i'm telling you but she was always like shaw all the time, and we were just like, "Where are you getting this from?" <laughs> like this Jersey, <laughs> down east accent that you've I developed. I love this. It's great. I, I mean, I get a kick out of it. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it was definitely. Even her doctor was just like, "Where's?" She doesn't talk like either of you talk. Is that like a? <laughs> I was like, I don't fucking know. She's possessed by dead crazy people. I don't yeah, know she is. <laughs> I I absolutely believe that that child is possessed by dead crazy people. <laughs> If if you were to tell me that your that that particular child was yeah. like, one day was like, oh the man that I talked to at night, she definitely sees ghosts. He uh, he told me about the lobster fishing before he drowned, and it was really great. Eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I would totally believe. I would believe that. that too. All the shit that she says that it just does not sound like a child. She speaks like a full grown adult. She does, and it's weird. It is. But that's her. Like, the other child never did that. No. No, Mimi doesn't do that at all. Because she's not possessed by a dead lobster. Though Mimi started saying Jesus, which I find funny. And, <laughs> in, like, exaggerations. And Jesus. Only with the cat. Only when the cat does something. 
when the cat like swats at her or something like that, I just hear in the other room, Jesus, Ginger! <laughs> just like, you know, coming from a seven-year-old. It's hilarious. Yes. But at the same time, we had to be like, hey, don't do that at school. <laughs> just like, <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. And she'll be like, I'm really embarrassed right now. I didn't mean to do that. And, blah, blah. and we're like, it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, of all the things that you could say, that's probably the tamest. <laughs> and the one that people would probably get a kick out of the most would just be like, so true. You know, whatever. You're not being like, fucking shit cat. Fuck you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit cat. <laughs> Stupid fucking shit cat. And that fucking thing. <laughs> Oh no, she's a delight. She's coming around. She's Good. coming around. When we first got her, she was like a fucking shit cat. I mean, her full name, according to the children, is Ginger Ann Buttstinker. <laughs> and uh, that's when she's being an asshole. So so important to have children name their pets. Well, she was Ginger at the at the shelter. So I, I adopted this cat, Ginger, at the shelter. She was one years old. Uh, one year old when I got her. <laughs> Sorry. and um, You've been hanging out with your kids too long. I know. I, <laughs> I try my best. Listen, I fuck up enough like with predictive text and like <laughs> yes. sending sentences that make me look like I'm a dullard. I don't need to speak that way as well. Yes, you do. Um, so I got this cat. And when we first, they you know, when they write up the thing about them, I feel like they always glorify it a little bit. Being like, oh, so friendly and what a sweetheart and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yes. And this was during the pandemic and like. So I couldn't go in and hang out with the cat. Mm-mm. That was not allowed. So it's basically you had to look at the listing, and these things go fast. The good ones. Yes. You know, the ones where it's just the, the cats that you're friendly, okay with young kids that you can take home today right. yeah, yeah. are few and far between. I'm not saying the other ones are bad, but uh, yes, a lot of them don't fit the family situation Yes, per their description. And uh, so I basically had to go not meeting this cat. Had to say, yes, this is the cat I'm going to take into my life. <laughs> 100%. I drove up. I waited. I paid them. Then they brought the cat out, and they put it in my car, and they said, all right, we'll call you in a couple weeks. Good luck. And that was it. Nice. And that was the experience. And from the second we brought her home, like, she was feisty, for sure. I don't know how else to describe it, because she would she, she bit to communicate. Nice. Um, she didn't want to be touched. And whenever we at dinner, she was up on the table, like, trying to steal food from us. You know, which is kind of homeless cat behavior. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's also, like, maybe she was in a cat, a house full of other cats. Also a hoarder thing. Hoarder yeah. thing. You know, like, just, I don't know. Whatever it was your situation, it wasn't good. And But we don't know anything about it. Yeah. So since then, she now crawls up in my lap when I'm doing work. And she'll just chill out. And I can pet her in the places that she likes to be pet. And if yeah. I touch her anywhere else, she's like, you know, <laughs> um, she lets us pick her up and carry her around. You know, she lets Mimi, my oldest, pick her up and carry nice. her around, which is a big deal. Yeah. Because they were not pleased. Very, Eric, that's so weird. Um, What's that? Oh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> my watch said, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> and I agree with it. No, but we had, so we had the same thing. We had a, we had a cat that was from a hoarder house. Yeah. And we still do. Um, and it was the worst. It was the it's, worst cat. It still lives at a hoarder house to this day. Yeah, right. It, our house. Yeah. Uh, no, there was an animal hoarding situation and we rescued it from that. And Michelle basically went into the to the shelter and this cat just screamed mm-hmm. at her. The second she walked past the cage, it was like. Ah! <laughs> and Michelle was like, that one needs help. We should take that one home. And I was like, 
That seems like a problem, cat. Yeah. <laughs> but you I'm know not what? Sure we have the capacity to help this thing. I guess we're going to go see. And so they brought it out and they were like, okay, so here you can visit with this cat. And we brought, we went in to a room and they like closed the door. They're like, he's a little, he's a little feisty, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we did. And he climbed me instantly like right to the top of my shoulders jumped off onto a pile of cat food knocked cat food cans <laughs> everywhere on the yeah. floor like trashed this fucking room at the uh, at, at the humane society mm-hmm. just ran around the room like a fucking insane monster like and then Tasmanian devil it yeah, sounds like basically and Michelle was like yep this is the one we want <laughs> <laughs> like okay we took him home, and he's a delight, even though he does scream at 6 o'clock every morning. Is that the one that tried to kill me? No, that's... No, the the giant one? No. Yeah. No, the giant cat is... Which I found also tried to kill Sean, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, Sean's super aggressive with him. Like, he's like he wants to play with him like he's a dog. Yeah, he keeps pulling knives out on him. He's, <laughs> he's like, pulls a gun on him. Puts Telling him he ate shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't know the cat, so... Yeah, it's... Everybody that comes in who, like, doesn't know how to deal with cats, like, everybody who's a dog person or whatever, mm-hmm. the cat fucking hates them. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's too much, you know, he's one of those gigantic, like, Maine Coon cats, and he's territorial. Yeah. So, That's if fair. you fuck with him, he fucks with you back, and he's, like, the size of a large raccoon, so mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to be fucked with by this cat. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Yes. But he's a delight, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but Ginger is Ginger is warming up. Nice. I feel like she's finally dropping her guard <laughs> in terms of whatever horrors she experienced in the past, which I once again yeah have no idea what the hell they were. I just know she was in Oklahoma, and that's really in all the explanation. Oh, that's I need. all the horror you need, really. Yeah. Well, she's a year old, and she was in Oklahoma enough to the point where someone gave her up, and then then someone she was probably in a shelter there, then got brought to Maine. Woof. Which is then this like another fucking crazy thing for a cat to go through. Yeah. Then had to sit through in the shelter in Maine. She wasn't spayed until she got to Maine. There's that. This so, is all. You know, it also it's all a recipe for disaster. It whatever is. it is. So the fact that she's warming up so much is is good, and I've been spoiling the shit out of her too. <laughs> I want to, and Meat that's tubes. pretty much it. Meat tubes. Yes, the future. It's I the go, future of cat care. I go, have a meat tube, cat. Have a meat tube. And he goes, mm, yes, daddy. Mm, 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 yes, mm, meat tubes. Meat tube. Oh, shit. What the fuck? I had Give some... me the sweet meat tubes. Why is it that every time we do this, I have something I want to talk about, and then I forget what the fuck it was? Mm-hmm. I literally wrote it down on a piece of paper and then lost it. No, the only, th- the only thing I had was that fucking Twitter conversation where I was just like, you people are fucking crazy. Fair enough. Okay, so I do <laughs> I do want to talk about the Inhumans. Why? Because I just watched the TV series. Ew. Yeah. I never watched it, but why? Why aren't you just watching Loki instead and enjoying yourself? Why aren't no, you just I'm, doing I'm, that? I'm not going to bother watching Loki because I'm too busy with the Inhumans, my new favorite TV <laughs> That's show. the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, it is now streaming on Disney. And I, I took it upon myself to watch it because okay. I felt like I needed to know what was going on. And the first couple of episodes, it 100% feels like it was just a manipulation technique mm-hmm. when they were negotiating with Fox 
to okay. prove that they didn't need the X-Men. Okay. Like, it's so shitty. <laughs> okay. The first episode is so bad. Like, uh, they've got Triton running through the woods after being attacked by somebody with a gun. He turns his head, and you can see the line where his makeup ends, and you can see his neck. It's like green mask, human neck. Is this also the one that was released in theaters? Yes, the one that went to... IMAX, right? To IMAX. Okay. And it looked terrible on a TV. <laughs> Just imagine blown up and also, a thousand times. they felt like they didn't need to cast an actor for Black Bolt because he doesn't talk. Right. Guess what? He has to act still. He's still mugging. And so this guy's doing this, like, just B, C-level acting in this thing. Like, he looks like he's from Saved by the Bell. Because he doesn't wear the mask either, right? It's ma- it's like a maskless... No, maskless. Right. Fully maskless. Okay. Because they look dumb enough as it is. <laughs> Everybody looks fucking stupid. Medusa, when she has the hair, looks fucking awful. Yeah. They all look terrible. Their costumes look awful. It looks like it was thrown together in, you know, like a month, which I think it was. My, my feeling about this is that they were in negotiations mm-hmm. with Fox to purchase the properties. Okay. And Fox said, the X-Men is a $2 billion property. That is, you are going to stand to make $2 billion off this property, so you need to pay us $2 billion on top of whatever else it is, and then we'll sell to you. And they said, or they probably said, Fantastic Four is a billion dollars. You know, the X-Men is $2 billion. And they said, Fantastic Four is worth nothing. Let me prove it to you we're going to stop printing Fantastic Four comics, which mm-hmm. they did. And they said, see, we don't even need them. We don't even like the Fantastic Four. <laughs> they never sold. The movies have been garbage. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Keep the Fantastic Four for all we care. And they went, <laughs> and, and they were like, oh, well, we've got the X-Men, and this is a big property and blah, blah, blah. And they said, no, we have another group of characters that are exactly like the X-Men. They're called the Inhumans, and... Here's the story that we're going to, if you don't sell to us, this is what we're going to do. The Terrigen Mist goes to Earth, and random people start developing powers, and then every then some of them become heroes, and they're treated like shit because they're outcasts, because they're now freaks, and that's the new X-Gene, and it doesn't need to be called the X-Men, it can be called the Inhumans, and it's an existing Kirby property, and you guys can suck it. Mm-hmm. And they, got, they were like, you're bluffing. And they said, oh, really? And they spent $100 million to develop the Inhumans. Mm -hmm. And $100 million to save, you know, a billion and a half dollars is a great investment, especially when you can turn around and put it on Disney Plus and, you know, actually make money off it in weird ways. Mm -hmm. They were selling the comics, even though they were terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't... Oh, it, it didn't it, take the way they were hoping it would. It tanked Marvel's sales, but Marvel didn't care. Yeah. And Marvel was doing matching things. Like To even, even further back up my point, when we would order Inhumans books, we'd order 40 copies of Inhumans number one, and then we'd get 70. Right. And it was like Marvel would overship. So it made their numbers look way better, as though shops were like, wow, the Inhumans, we're so excited about more Inhumans books. <laughs> Which is information that they then pass on right. to Fox to be like, see, this is what X-Men sold. And this is what the Inhumans number one sold. Check that shit out. Mm-hmm. X-Men ain't shit. Take this offer. 
And yeah. I, I guarantee that was what they were doing. But the funny part of it is that as bad as the first three episodes are, yeah. it does start recovering itself. <laughs> it's a, it manages or, to pull itself up a little bit. Maybe, or it's just one of those, like, you know, getting to, uh, getting to understand your captor kind of things where you, <laughs> <laughs> you get Stockholm Syndrome from watching it, and you're like, yeah. I think this is pretty good. I think it's as good as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I thought was almost unwatchable, personally. It was good at first. Nah. You know, I don't know. Only because I was more interested in the idea of being like, what are they going to do? You know, like it had that, it had the, it took the capital built up by Avengers. Yeah. And like, you know, Winter Soldier at the time and things like that. And you're just right. like, all right, let's see what's going to happen. This will be cool. And then you keep watching it and you're like, nothing. Nothing is Nothing important is ever going to no, happen. On nothing show. important will ever happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then and once th- people realize that, they stopped watching it. Right. And then they got Ghost Rider, and we never saw Ghost Rider because we never got to see any of those episodes because we stopped watching. Yeah, they did get Robbie Ray's in there, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. And they had Quake, who was a character that I did enjoy in any of the comics that I read, but yeah, at the same time, I mean, it's just like any other comic that they have from Marvel. If you don't think anything important is really going to happen eventually. Yeah. And you there's know, only so. And you're many not times. really enjoying it, then you're not gonna keep reading it. There's only so many times somebody can walk past something at Shield headquarters, and it can have a thing that says Steve Rogers, and he can look at it meaningfully and go, mm, "Yeah, that's a character from Marvel Comics," or just and then some random off. file on someone's computer that says like Franklin Richards on it or yeah. something like that. You know, like eventually that shit runs dry. It does. You know? You're just you get you're like, oh right, but they're not doing anything with this that. They're not, yeah, they don't mean anything. Yeah. And that's a bummer. I, I think, because they've been doing that for a long time, because I think even the old X-Men movies. Yeah. Because I remember they had the thing for the Fantastic Four file on someone's computer or something like that, and people were like, whoa, there's a Fantastic Four <laughs> file on that guy's computer. You know what that fucking means? Yeah. yeah nothing. Nothing. It doesn't mean shit. All right? That's what it means. It means absolute dog shit oh. garbage. Can you imagine <laughs> if the only properties you had were X-Men and Fantastic Four and, like, you had to cross those two mo- movies over? Like, the existing casts of those two movies Ugh. from the Fox era mm-hmm. had to come together in some sort of story. Ooh. It's it's not great. No. No. The thing would have been okay. He would have matched with the X-Men. Michael Chiklis? Controversial opinion. I, I think I Michael, Michael Chiklis as the thing totally perfect yeah like 100 percent. no him and chris evans costume, were perfect costume looked great yeah love it i thought chris evans was too buff why wouldn't johnny storm be buff i don't know i i always see him as being as looking like peter like the two of them like look like skinny hipsters to me mm-hmm. i don't know why yeah but i mean spider-man spider-man should have a swimmer's build yes yeah, yeah. i mean that's he should look like michael phelps yeah that's how he should look and i guess I don't know. I always it it wouldn't surprise me because like Johnny Storm's the A list guy. Yeah. But Johnny Storm was always the guy who got superpowers and fucking loved it. Yeah. And then people loved him for it, and that's like that's why he's like the diamond in the rough in Marvel because he got the best of both worlds. He was just like, look, I'm fucking super rich. Yep. I can set myself on fire. It doesn't do anything bad to me whatsoever, <laughs> and I can fly. And guess what? Everyone wants to fuck me. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that's Johnny Storm. Yep, that's true. That and I thought they nailed that in that movie. Yeah, he was he was an insufferable prick. There's no way around it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> but him and Michael Chiklis, I thought they oh, played off each other well. It was just, they did everything else in that movie sucked ass. 
It really did. I mean, it could have been salvaged if they had a decent Doctor Doom. That was that was the only thing that could have salvaged that was a good Doctor Doom, and they went out of their way to make him suck. Yeah, he's they chose that guy fucking from worst. fucking Nip Tuck. Why? But they gave him stupid fucking powers. Too. Also that. Like you had it. Like they already did it for you. They already yeah. nailed down like one of the best villains ever, and you were just like, yeah, but what if we fuck with it? Yeah, but what if we make it dumb? <laughs> what if we make it stupid? Yeah. And and that was that that was the recipe in that era though, was like let's make sure that we change something to get. That's our... a director wanting to put his own fucking spin on it. Usually it's a producer. Or, Usually yeah, it's like producer right them. exactly like somebody comes in and they're like, well, here I want I want my kids to know that I had a, a hand in this. Right. So let's say that uh, now Spider Man's got like three ass cheeks. Yeah. You know, and I'll be the guy that uh, that put nipples on the bat suit and yeah. ass cheeks on Spider Man. Like, well, I have to put my vision on it. I'm not gonna let these fucking comic book guys tell me what to do. <laughs> yes, I'll show them. Bat suit needs nipples. Yeah, Batman's got a credit card. He loves flaunting it. <laughs> you pieces of shit. Also, ice to meet you. <laughs> it is ice to meet you. You know, I remember that watching the Green Lantern movie, thinking that. <sighs> I I couldn't believe it. I was just like, man, you had such a slam fucking dunk source material to work with. And you fucking blew it. Big time. You know what I think? I think that movie was written to be Jack Black. <laughs> as, as, as Hal Jordan. As Hal Jordan. I really ins- do. That would be insane. I think it would have been better. If it was a comedy? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was I think it was probably going to be a comedy. And it it felt like Jack Black would have been better suited for the role. Yeah, I. But I also feel like DC movies just do shit, just to do shit. Like the scene at the end where he turns into a yellow lantern. I actually said that out loud. I was like, they're just doing stuff to do stuff. They don't yeah. fucking care. They don't, they don't care how they get there. They just wanted to put it on screen. As long as it's yeah, they they think that a thing is as important as a story. Yeah, they they're like, hey, look, it's it's this. Hey, look, it's this. It felt like. Um, I mean, DC Comics is guilty of this on occasion as well. I mean, they both are. But, like, you know, the, the worst offense in DC Comics history for for me mm-hmm. was that, uh, I think it was, what was the book? Was it called The Dark Knight? The, uh, the David Fitch book? It was, the first issue of it was, like, blah, 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 dumb stuff happens, and then the last page was a hulked-out Two-Face who smashed through a door, and he said, call me One-Face. Yes. That was New 52. I think that was Detective Comics. Call me One-Face? How about go fuck yourself? Call me One-Face now. <laughs> Buddy. Like, no. No, we won't. I'm going to put this back on the shelf. We Thanks. all have one face, buddy. It's <laughs> What? But I've always had two. <laughs> no, that's that's perfectly That's what normal. made you different. Yeah. <laughs> now you're just like the rest of us, except for some reason you're Huge. a giant hulked out monster. Yeah. No, it was just, yeah, that movie was just, it was something else. Like, I, it could have been good. Could've. You know, like, it could have been. You could have made a fun Green Lantern movie. I don't see it. I don't see how you can. But the fact that you introduced, you had Hector Hammond, Sinestro, and Parallax. Yep. In the first movie. Yeah. For things that people don't know Green Lantern that well. No, not at all. And you threw all that shit in at the same time. 
and it was just like, what the fuck is yeah, going on? Yeah, it was too here? much. It was too much. They threw too much shit into it, and more than that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a a controversial hot take here. Let's hear it. Um, I don't think Hal Jordan should be Green Lantern in a movie ever. Maybe he's maybe he's way later, as like I feel a like surprise. Kyle Rayner is an easier. Green Lantern for if an you, audience. If pick. you want to go with like the regular like style of Green Lantern, you could choose him. It is weird because John Stewart mm-hmm. until John Stewart the comedian dies, it's still going to be a tough name. <laughs> it's still going to be a weird name. So that's why we're going to kill John Stewart. I think I think you have to actually kill comedian John Stewart for in the order sake to, of the movie. It's it's tough. And also like I don't think uh who's the who's the annoying Irish guy? Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. I don't know about Guy Garden. Nobody either. wants that. I don't. Oh, you are wrong, my friend. Oh. Everybody, th- this is I a. Take it back. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just because we're so close to fucking Boston. But I get a you lot think of you're fucking better than me. I get a lot of guys named Sully who are like, "You think you're better than me?" <laughs> I want also, put, do you got any Guy Gardner? Put, put Guy Gardner in that thing. You got any <laughs> warrior comics around here? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> you think you're fucking better than me? <laughs> I'm going to say something casually racist. I'm going to drink a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and then I'm going to punch you in the face. My my favorite idea about Boston was Jason Manzukis once suggesting that there should be a Grand Theft Auto game set in Boston, <laughs> and it's just you trying to walk out the street while everyone runs up to you going, you think you're fucking better than me? And they just shove you, and that's the game. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it feels like when I go to Boston. I feel like that is exactly the game. And when you drive, there's just a person who's going to randomly stop in the middle of three lanes, throw their hazards on it, just get the fuck out of their car. <laughs> it's like, I got no place to fucking park, Bob. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I am not a fan of Boston. Okay. <laughs> always... Your old colonial road system sucks, by the way. Yeah. What, you think you're fucking better than the old <laughs> colonial road system? <laughs> I do. Everybody, yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm in danger when I'm in Boston, aside from just the driving. Like... Walking around, I feel mm. like somebody's going to hit me. I mean, they might. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's possible. I always hated playing shows there. I always hated, like, especially punk shows. Yeah. I was always worried the Boston beatdown was going to show up and then fucking kick everybody's ass, and, you know? Yeah. It was always like, ah, this is, this is too much. I don't need this. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't... I didn't spend a lot of time down in Boston, to be honest. I've only been down there really just a handful of times. No. And that's I, fine. Like I've talked to my kids about going down there, just yeah. for like the day, just to check it out because they really want to ride a train. Perfect. And I was like, oh, you know what we should do? We should take a train down to Boston. For yes, a day. you should. I'll take you around. I'll show you the fucking duck statues. Yep. You can, <laughs> you know, isn't that fun? It's like a book you read, except it's here. Yeah. No, that's that's the way to go with Boston. Is take the train down. Take the train down, then we'll take the train back. They'll have a delight. <laughs> That'll be great. What a what a remarkable experience it'll be for them. A cherished memory. <laughs> Going down to Boston until someone shoves their father going, what, you think you're fucking better than me? <laughs> and that'll be a cherished memory, like, John too. Krasinski, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's Matt Damon again. <laughs> Is everybody down here Matt Damon? Matt Damon's just pissing on stuff, Dad. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon does that, honey. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right. Just don't look Ben Affleck in the eyes <laughs> and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, don't. All right, Chad, what else do you have? Do you have anything else to say before we sign off? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think I think I touched upon everything I wanted to touch upon. Okay, good. Um, I accomplished my goals today. July 31st, Danhausen, 
noon. The first in-store appearance since the pandemic. Since the pandemic. Since the pandemic. Since the attack on the Potomac. Since the pandemic. What the fuck? Since the personal pan pizzas that I that I got for my Book It program. Since the Bigfoot pizza was launched by Pizza Hut. This is the first one. Chad, I don't mean to derail, but what the fuck happened to the Bigfoot pizza? It's too big. Man. Too many feet. Probably right. They, Wasn't it? They punched it. They, John Lifka punched it in the face and said, get out of here. <laughs> we don't. Can't you see we don't want you? I'm John Lifkow, the actor. <laughs> Damn it, John Lifkow. Can you get out of here? Can't you see we don't want you in things anymore? <laughs> but I was in Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I have tired of his shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> we tire of you, John Lithgow. It turns out you are the Harry. Yes. And we are punching you and telling you to go into the woods. Turns now. out your family would have been better off with the Sasquatch as the dad. Wow. And then sending you off into the woods. Wow. And that's the truth. I guess that's true. Yeah, it is. Maybe we should remake that movie and instead they <laughs> decide when he's trying to get Harry into the woods, the family goes, No dad. You leave. <laughs> you leave. We like we like Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, honey, even you too, and she'd be like, I fucking love Bigfoot, if you know what I mean. Damn it. <laughs> Fine. And it's as sexual as I was implying. I yeah. gonna, it is a raunchy, raunchy fucking film we are going to make. All right. Let's get on Kickstarter and get that money. And I will say, as soon as we get Time Urkel off the ground and in theaters, people are going to be begging for this Harry and the <laughs> yes. Hendersons remake. Time Urkel, I mean, and if we can get a crossover with Time Urkel and the and the sexy Bigfoot. Yeah, I, I Time Urkel, he needs to correct the time stream so oh, that John so Lithgow goes into the woods. Right, so that it's not, yeah, that's God, great. God, this movie fucking writes itself. It really does. Thank goodness, because I don't know how to write. Get Jaleel White on the phone right now. No. Hello. <laughs> All right. You want to make a picture, kid? <laughs> you can follow us at CoastCityComics.com. <laughs> you can buy things from CoastCityComics.com. You can do all sorts of things at CoastCityComics.com. Do things at CoastCityComics.com. You can do it. Do Just it. Go ahead and do it. You can do try it. a lot of things. I don't know if they'll work, but you can try them. At CoastCityComics Coast on happens. Instagram. <laughs> uh, listen to the Funbox Monster Podcast. We're doing all sorts of other things. La, 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 la. Uh, that's yep. it. Good night. <laughs> and good night, and may God bless. America. America. On 4th of July Eve. Happy 4th of July, everybody. <laughs>